0: Hello and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today, I am joined by Jeremy Toman. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir?
1: Hey, Michael. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm this Jeremy. Hi, everybody. I've been in the uh, tech and media convergence industry my whole career. Uh, I've worked at companies that some of you've heard of, and probably a few you haven't. Uh, my my career got started at a startup called MediaBolic. We were this was back in '99, and we were like Roku. If you think Roku, that was us. Um, but we were doing it with partnerships. So we built the first ever streaming media device with HP all the way back in, uh, 2000, you know, before people even really barely had things like digital, digital photos and music. I mean, it was the height of the, uh, the Napster era. Very cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun.
0: So was that, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, was that called real media or what was that called? Cause I'm pretty sure I've used that.
1: Well, we were at the same time as real. So real media was the kind of the PC software. It was sort of okay. almost like Spotify today without the content library. So would play your own stuff we were a hardware device.
0: So gotcha.
1: our vision all the way back in 99 was you're going to have digital photos. You're going to have MP3s. One day you'll have digital video. You want to get that not just on your laptop, but maybe like on your stereo or on your TV. Again, you have to sort of go back in time before even most homes even had home networking right. to, get a, to get a framework for that. So we were a little a little early.
0: So tell me and everyone a little bit more about you, uh, you know, are you a developer? Are you an entrepreneur? a cross- section of both of those things. Let's find out more.
1: Thanks. I, I'm a little bit of a cross section between a what what in my industry we call a product guy and an entrepreneur. So my entire career has been one side of that coin or the other. So I've either been the person, responsible for building the product. If you're not in the tech industry and don't know the term a product manager, it's almost like if you were building a house and had a general contractor, you know, we're not the architect, we're not the plumber, we're not the electrician, we're not any one specific thing, but we just sort of make sure everybody else's stuff happens at the right time. Um, so so I've been in that kind of a role for a lot of my career. That was when I did products like the Slingbox and others. Uh, and the other half, about you know, 10, 15 years of, of my time has been spent. Uh, with my own startup ideas. I had a startup in the mid 2010s called Digit, and we were making, we actually made the first TV guide that combined live TV and streaming TV into the same view. So I've always been like obsessed with this space and obsessed with making products and experiences. And I always like to think of it this way that my mother should hopefully be able to use to do digital entertainment without having to know the tech. That's always been sort of my thing.
0: Very cool. Yeah simplifying stuff so that people can actually get the outcomes that they want.
1: Exactly. Like there's, the whole point is, you know, there's a saying that like technology when done right should be indistinguishable from magic. And if you ask most people about how many kind of tech hurdles we all face, myself included on a daily basis, it's, it's, I'll say if magic worked this way, we'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, So I always think like, how can I make an experience so delightful and easy to understand and use that that the technology is not the thing getting in your way. That's been sort of a passion of mine.
0: So let's jump forward to today, these days, this year even. I don't know exactly when it started, but I am specifically referencing your current project called Augie. Tell us about that. What does it do? What's it for? Why are you doing it?
1: Sure. Augie is an we call an AI video assistant. Uh, it's a web-based tool that lets people who need to make videos, particularly business or promotional kind of videos, uh, not necessarily just ads, could be um, informational, explainer, etc., but it's a tool for business people to use video to do marketing without having to learn a lot of new technology. You can start with as simple as a prompt, or if you already have, let's say, a script or even a voiceover recording, we like to say, we turn your words into video. So we listen to the word spoken and then we automatically match that with content. In the version you'll use today, the content we auto-match to is actually stock media. So we have a licensed partnership with Getty and a few others that let our users, if they want to make a video about uh, uh, going skiing, you know, we have thousands and thousands of high-quality clips of people skiing. So they can make a video and interlace their own content. Like let's say you were a ski hill trying to do promotions for uh, on TikTok to get more people to come ski this year. You'd be able to use our content library with your own and quickly make TikTok, YouTube shorts, whatever kind of videos you need to make to promote the business. So that's that's the nutshell of it. And candidly, it started out of a very personal need. I had decided, you know, I've always tinkered with tech my whole career. I can program a little, I can do a lot of little things. I can't make video. I mean, I can record it with my phone. Everybody can. But I really wanted to, like, I had the thing I wanted to make and I had the narration I wanted to record. And I, I did a bunch of self-paced tutorials on some of the most powerful video editing tools today and sort of just kept, kept hitting my head against a wall and realized that, like, me trying to learn how to be, use these tools, which are the same tools that, like, Hollywood producers use, it's like me learning how to fly a helicopter to go get milk from the corner store. Yeah. It's just, like, this is the wrong tool for the for the job, and i realized that there is no really compelling tool set for business minded people to make professional videos right we can use like tools like capcut and imovie for our personal storytelling and it's amazing and i mean great great tech but if i want to put my brand behind something i have different kinds of needs and so that's what we've been uh, that's what we've been pursuing here
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I would say, you know, as someone who has actually tested Augie, uh, a couple of times, you know, I've, I've used it, uh, just dabbling and, and kicking ideas around with it and just seeing, you know, what's under the hood and then, you know, what the results are. I would say it is even easier to use than iMovie and I'm, you know, an avid iMovie user, you know, have used Premiere, uh, DaVinci Resolve and I'm not I'm not like a professional video editor or anything but I am very comfortable in those spaces and I would say that Augie kind of distills down the primary functionality of video creation but also automates some of the more complex stuff I would say you know not everybody has good audio equipment or is confident in their voice or is you know, uh, a native speaker of whatever language they want to create a video in. And you guys have, uh, the AI assistant for voice creation, which for me was really interesting. And, you know, it's not necessarily what I need, but I think that it, it, it makes that, that step of the process very simple. I don't want to say automatic, but very simple for users.
1: Thanks. Thanks. I mean that you, you basically described how we think about it is. We wanna rep, you know, back in the days of the palm pile. For any of your listeners to remember this, when they made the palm pilot back in the 98, 97, the the inventors were asked about it because they and they were told, hey, you know, this doesn't do everything like a day planner, the classic written uh, day planner does. And they said, No, that's not our objective. Our objective is to automate and make simpler 80% of the stuff that's hard to do. And we looked at it from the same lens. There's stuff you could do. I mean, look, you mentioned Premiere. It's an amazing product. You can do so much in it. Literally, Marvel movies, right? Yeah. And so we try to look in it, and then we also cross-index that with, okay, well, what do promoters need? What does a marketer need? What does an entrepreneur need? What does a content creator need? You know, and our goal is not like make cat videos, although you could, and there's nothing wrong with cat videos. I, I watch quite a few of them, but uh uh by not by being laser focused on solving that business person's need and understanding that need from sort of both sides of the of the equation, I think has helped us create a product that, that lets someone like you say such flattering things, which which I, I very much appreciate to hear. And then and we only aim for it to get even easier.
0: Yeah, that's great. And here's the here's the next piece on that too is I thought it did uh, a very good job of um extracting kind of keywords out of a script that I had put into it and connecting visuals with that now o- occasionally I would change one out of the selection cuz I think it was giving me like a couple of options and then it it w- it had, had kind of picked a default one for those segments and you know uh, Even though it was using this stock stuff, it had made enough associations on the back end to give a good sense of a visual that is connected to the message that is being uh, presented in the audio. The other side of that in regards to the script is how easy it is to kind of go through the text and adjust the length of time that you want a clip to run which uh, <laughs> admittedly the first time that i used it i was like oh man this is not going into these places and it was just you know me being an idiot not digging deep enough <laughs> into it and finding out that oh that's what that's doing i can adjust the 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 word uh, the the number of words that are selected inside of the script for the clip. Um, you know, and that was my own fault just because, you know, it to me, I'm very much like in the nuts and bolts component of of video editing. And for me to have looked at that, it was just kind of like I had to I had to come back and think like even simpler, you guys had made it even simpler than what I, uh, you know, am used to. And I think that's great for a lot of users. i'm I'm hopefully, Uh, hopefully a lot of people are checking it out and responding in a similar way. I would assume
1: we're getting a lot of experiences like yours where, where people come into it and, and just be a little like, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what this just did for me, which by the way is our problem. It's the thing we're addressing right now is just trying to make it a little more clear that if you're even remotely used to seeing things like timelines, where you find that in our UX, admittedly, it's something I think we overlooked a bit. And so uh, uh, what, By the way, if you have not used our product and you're listening to this, one of the key things is we let you use the transcript, your written words, uh, to Michael's point, to actually set up your entire storyboard. So if you say, you know, once upon a time, there was a young boy from Canada then you can decide that once upon a time there was a young boy from Canada during that, those words, while the, while the voice is saying those words show, maybe a kid playing in a field or playing hockey. I'm Canadian. So I'm going to make fun of Canadians. I'm allowed. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but I could also decide that actually when it's once upon a time, I want to show maybe somebody opening a book as if they're reading a story. And then for there's a boy in Canada, maybe even just show a Canadian flag instead you know, that's that's something we've tried to make incredibly easy to do. You can literally do it all through simple drag and drops without understanding. You know, one of the things I've always felt is like video products tend to be based on looking at a waveform of like when is audio being spoken. And so we realized that the thing that matters is the words. And so we made right. the whole UX center on those words. So I think the way you describe it, it's spot on. It's, it's you know, it's going to throw you for a loop for the first second and then hopefully you know and, and obviously we're we'll have some new features coming in the next couple of weeks to make that onboarding a little more graceful um but what's the hang of how quickly you can move stuff around you know the, the we got a couple of people on our team who make a lot of videos for people and, and it's like literally under five minutes of video at this point it's it's insane to watch them go
0: speaking to the ai components you know what is happening there will you tell us Uh, You know, maybe what's happening behind the curtain, or you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Generally, I don't want you to have to give away the secret sauce or anything, but you know, as as much depth as you would like, as technical as you would like to go.
1: Sure, no problem. What I'll do is I'll sort of walk through what is happening when you create a video, and I'll tell you about kind of each tech along the way. So the first step is the user decides: Do you already have a script or not? And if you already have a script, or maybe you've already voice recorded yourself. You start just by uploading that. If you don't, however, we have a wizard. Excuse me. uh, We have a wizard that is designed, much like any kind of setup wizard, to help someone kind of crystallize their thoughts on what a video should be. One of the things we've really learned is that by having so many of our users be really new to, you know, most of them know how to market a product, but they all know how to make the video. So by giving them a prompt based environment where they can decide, am I making an ad or am I making a promo video or am I making a thought leadership piece and what we do right there that's the first use of ai is that we've done a lot of prompt craft work so that we can generate very um i'll say marketing friendly scripts from very very little amounts of user input so you could say i want a ad for that that is 30 seconds that is uplifting for your pizza shop Right. And preferably you'd name your pizza shop. Um, And that would be all you'd actually need to get everything into some starting point. So the first thing we do is use uh, we use a GPT engine to generate the scripts. Nothing too proprietary there. Uh, The next thing is if you're you brought up the point earlier, Michael, is that we have AI voices in there. So that comes through all AI tech. We've partnered with a startup called Eleven Labs. They have great technology. We're using them. Absolutely. And so that takes your script and reads it out in one of over a hundred voices, or you can choose to, I don't know if you tried this one, you can also clone your own voice. And then in the future, you know, if you're one of those people that like, you don't mind the sound of your voice, but you don't necessarily want to talk a lot, you can clone your voice in about 30, 45 seconds. And then for all the rest of your uh, Augie creation, you can do it all by, uh, by the keyboard. And then, so that, so that's all been AI so far then uh the, the next bit of our our technology takes over the first piece is um, and we're, we're not always the cleverest of namers but it's our uh, we call it our slot logic and it's basically uh if you could picture in your head like a storyboard or 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 a timeline but at each bit of the timeline was sort of empty to start like an empty shell we create that for the user automatically and so our AI, Actually, once we have the audio recording, we bring it back to speech, uh, to written text, to a transcript. And our AI automatically determines when all of your, I'm going to do this on purpose, natural pause points while you're talking. Because what we do then is we, for each slot, line it up with a piece of content as a starting point. In the current version, of so that slot detection logic is all our proprietary AI. Um, the transcription is not. We actually use the same transcript service uh, Alexa uses. And uh, then the last part of RA takes over, we call this our content ma- context matching engine, uh, or our colloquial name for it is Matchy Matchy. And um, the Matchy Matchy engine is designed to use the context of the words being spoken, the overall context of the narrative, and then combine that down to... Um, a lot of other little AI components all strung together to try to find the best matching piece of content for those words. That could be from your own library. If you're a marketer and you've uploaded, uploaded B-roll or it could be as you've experienced from our stock library, uh, which is pulling from you know millions of pieces of, of content that we've licensed from Getty. And, and the last thing I want to say on that point, um, so it's not using AI for the visual, but it uses AI to do the image matching, um, Because we've found over time that if you give the user, like you said, a starting point image that somewhat in some way correlates to their narrative, they'll go off and do their own work. And in fact, we can see it in our product. It's it's not even a big deal. And it's just such a difference between that kind of blank canvas effect, right? So when you start making a video today, you don't know where to go. With our system, that AI has basically brought you all the way to where you got to. And then you go do your own tweaks till it's your own product and your own vision.
0: There is one other point, though. You do have a generative image creation in there, don't you? Or maybe it's just pulling.
1: No, we sure do. Sorry, I, I, I glossed right over that. You're a great point. Thank you for remembering. Uh, yes, we've done generative visuals in two ways, and there's more coming. Uh, The first one is with our matching, you can actually select to use... uh, There's a startup called Lexica and they've got a database of images generated via stable diffusion and mid-journey and et cetera. And so we can do matching from other people's generated content. And again, that's content that they've um, supplied to the network. We're not learning from it. We're not doing anything with it other than matching image A to to slot B kind of thing. Uh, The second thing is you can, as you said, generate in line. So... In our user experience, you know, let's say you're making that same aforementioned video, which I, it's a you know, small boy from Canada, and you can't find anything really good from the clip library or nothing that kind of gets the tone you want, and you don't have your own image from your own library, you can just go in and, and write a prompt like, uh, young boy with a Canadian flag in the background, or, or whatever you might 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 want to do for that. So yes, we have generative capabilities built into it as well. Currently, we use the Stable Diffusion. Uh, um, model but we've also built in support for Dolly 2 and, and Mid Journey 5 uh, we just haven't surfaced them live into the product yet so those will be coming sometime over the next uh, month or so
0: very cool yeah I I am a huge stable diffusion supporter and user uh, probably in stable diffusion daily um, at this point also a big fan of stuff like Pika oh yeah you know Dolly is good I you know um definitely played around with that last year, uh, for a little while. I think mid journey is cool as well. It gets a particular look and I feel like maybe there isn't quite as much flexibility there, but I do love stable diffusion. I just, there's just something about, um, you know, the, variety that's there and my ability to kind of to tweak some of that stuff that it, it just it just hits for me uh where is augie going um you know in the next month by the end of this year what can we expect
1: by the way i totally agree with you i think uh mid Journey, if you have a style like mid Journey styles if you want that it is absolutely epic at it and then for sort of all the rest i think as uh, generally takes the cake um We are doing a lot right now. So the very next thing that's coming in is, it's been one of our top requests from our users, we're, again, an uncreatively named feature, basically just called My Library. And what we're doing is we're going to be allowing users to upload uh, content in batches or even point to external cloud storage and incorporate that into the videos they're making. Uh, And that's going to include some really interesting features, including automatic metadata generation, so that... If I did, I always tend to use the same examples. If I was recording the the Canada video and I, in my library, uploaded a video of, you know, a kid with a Canadian flag in the background, our system would automatically put that clip against that moment in the video. Uh, and that's also going to come with the ability to upload hours of B-roll at a time. And we'll do automatic moment extraction to meet whatever, whatever the video calls for. So, That's the very next thing coming. We're really, really excited about it. Yeah,
0: that's super powerful. Very much agree. Yeah, Uh, really cool. Would like to see some of that in action for sure. You know, as somebody who has a a lot of media uh, that I've created, both video and audio and, and pictorial stuff, yeah, to be able to have automatic metadata generation or even to be able to supplement some of what I have done inside of those things too.
1: I was just going to say glad to hear it because that's basically exactly what we're building.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Looking forward to testing that out when it's ready. Are there any things that we have not talked about today that you feel are important to get across that you want people to know about?
1: Well, I think it's an, ex- I mean, you know, you talk about it all the time. It's just such an exciting time, especially if you're anywhere around any form of creativity in your work and ha- having access to the AI tech. I think for us, we're just excited to be part of this community and helping really make something different. It's been an interesting journey over. I mean, we've been at it for almost 20 months now. We started pre all the GPT uh, revolution stuff, and what's been so interesting is watching how many new approaches there are to content creation these days. So, uh, I don't, this isn't self-serving at all. I'm just so excited to be sort of existing and playing in an industry right now that is just, you know, every day my head turns at some new thing, some amazing team or person created. So I just kind of want to give a shout out to everybody else that's, that's playing in this space. And like, I love what we're doing for people. I just think that like watching even my kids get to grow up in this world where now it's like, wait, I can just dream up an image. I can just make a video. I can just write code i mean my kids are already playing with some of the code generation stuff so i just want to geek out for that 30 seconds and 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 thank everybody in this industry who's making tools for whether it's the me's or 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 others of the world because it's been it's been amazing uh, uh time here
0: absolutely jeremy thank you for joining me today glad to talk
1: great chatting with you too have a great one